Now, let's get back to roadkill. I mentioned it at the top of the programme. Our researcher, Michelle Brown, is in studio now. Michelle, what have you got? So to begin, I had mm-hmm. to look at some of the numbers. Um, we have to indicate the extent of the problem here in Ireland. Yeah. And as you'll hear, we actually only have very fragmented data. OK. OK. So let me quickly paint a picture of what's happening globally. There was a report published earlier this year in this journal called Biological Reviews um, on the area roadkill. And they took an analysis of animal populations worldwide. Mm-hmm. So quoted in the Irish News in March, um, the lead researcher, Lauren Moore, she's from the Nottingham Trent University, said the extent of roadkill is far more shocking than we previously imagined and worse some mammal populations could reach a tipping point so that's a critical threshold that when crossed could become irreversible. That's not good. This report reviewed 83 studies investigating mammal deaths across 69 species and they found collisions with vehicles on the road was found to be the most common cause of death in almost a third um, of 150 animal population study. Wow, that's very high. Yeah, that's ahead of disease, hunting and predation. The report said that some conservation biologists think that the effects of roads on wild animal populations could be one of the most pressing contemporary conservation issues. Mm. So it's big. And then if you look um, in Europe, um, in 2020, another study was done by the Centre for Environmental and Marine Studies in Lisbon. And that said that roadkill risk and population vulnerability in European birds and mammals looked at 90 roadkill surveys from 24 European countries. So they estimated that 194 million birds and 29 million mammals are killed each year on oh European roads. Oh my goodness, it's hard to believe figures like that, but yeah. they're the figures we have. It's really high, but like um, it also says that road densities in Europe are among the highest in the world, okay? Um, and the animals with the highest predicted roadkill rates uh, would be the blackbird and the soprano pipistrelle bat. Now what about Ireland? Okay, so it's hard to know exact figures about roadkill in Ireland. Uh, we are not comprehensively recording roadkill on any national database. And Derek, years ago, you talked to Paul Whelan, who's actually a lycanologist and a wildlife enthusiast down in Fulton, Cork. And he set up at the time a database on biology.ie where people could record roadkill. And he explained to me he initially set it up to look at Annex 4 species, which means mammals under threat. Mm-hmm. But due to demand from the public, he extended it out. And unfortunately, the site was hacked oh and its funding was discontinued. Um, so it's no longer there. But he said that his work did help a lot of councils. And we did find out a lot of important information from that database uh, for as long as it lasts. I do remember that now that you mention it, but what's happening today? Um, Now Transport Infrastructure Ireland are doing something. They maintain the National Road Networks, which totals about 5,300 kilometres of road. So that's split fairly evenly between our national primary roads, that's the M1 to M50, and the national secondary roads, which are the N51 to the N87. Mm -hmm. Um, So the local authorities and county councils then will take care of regional roads. So Transport Infrastructure Ireland, or TII, have been working on this roadkill app where motorway maintenance operatives record data on roadkill found on some of the network it maintains. So local authorities and public partnerships manage the rest of the national networks. Mm -hmm. Okay, so people might remember this app, which was showcased on Back for the Brink earlier this year. Yes. So I had a look at the data they've been collecting since 2017. As you can imagine, this is a huge task. It's still very much a work in progress and it isn't used systematically across all our road network. And there's also problems gathering such data. For instance, I was speaking to one maintenance officer and he said, a lot of the roadkill they get is unidentifiable. So they'll just say bird 
for example, you know, sometimes... So they don't know which species of bird it is, but they yeah. know it's a bird. Yeah, but what, what we can also learn from that is like what animals are being killed. OK, so, you know, you can see there's lots of foxes, rabbits, some deer um, on the unprotected category. And from the protected species, there'd be barn owls, badgers, pine marketings, hedgehogs. The maintenance officer I spoke to said you could come across anything, you know, even buzzards, the occasional swan. So look, there's also been a lot of academic papers on roadkill in Ireland and we can put a link to them on our website. Yeah, but I'll give idea. you an example, OK? Yes. In 2012, Amy Hay from the School of Biological Earth and Environmental Sciences in Cork did a report called Annual Patterns of Mammalian Mortality on Irish That's Roads. That's a bit of a tongue twister, Michelle. But go on, yeah. <laughs> she noted that roads are fast becoming one of the leading causes of mortality in a number of mammalian species. OK, okay? so that correlates with what's going on in Europe. Yeah, so like you know, and they were saying rabbits, hedgehogs, badgers, foxes were the four most common fatalities on um, the roads that they studied at that time Mm -hmm. and then that accounted for about 80% of the mammals killed and after that it was rodents, mink, hare, otter, pine martens and stoats and um, actually there were some interesting observations in this report which said that road traffic uh, represents the most important cause of death of otters in most European countries. Okay. Okay. A lot of the reports will say things like this, like that motorists should be informed of the time of year where certain species are expecting to be crossing and in order to increase their alertness, you know, like, you know, maybe around breeding times. Very good idea. Like, you know, interesting, another report that Amy did later just looked specifically on hedgehogs. Did say that hedgehogs are, are one of the most common road fatalities in Europe, but it was relatively lower in Ireland compared to other countries in Europe and they think that might be because we have a lower road density here. What about badgers? Yeah, there was a big study done when the Wicklow N11 badger study was done. This was when part of the N11 was being upgraded to motorway status. It was carried out by the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine in conjunction with the National Parks and Wildlife Service and the Zoology Department in Trinity. And it looked at the impacts on badger ecology and health before, during and after the roadworks using GPS tracking collars on badgers. What did they find? So some interesting um, observations there. Males were more like more likely to be killed in autumn and winter. Females more li- likely to be killed in spring and summer. Mm-hmm. Most deaths were within the badger's home range when they were going about their normal nightly travel. So what about preventative measures then? How can we stop this from happening in the first place? OK. Transport Infrastructure Ireland say they implement environmental guidelines and standards to look after the protection of Ireland's native habitats and species during the planning, construction and operation of our national roads. So we're just going to hear a little bit about natural screening but other examples of mitigation measures would include mammal underpasses, outer ledges, bat boxes and mammal resisting fencing. But barn owls were identified early on as an animal species that was impacted on, by motorways in particular and you've covered this on this programme already Derek. We have and on back from the brink but it's no harm to cover it again, why not? So um, I have a clip here that was taken last September when Terry Flanagan went out with Dr Sarah Jane Phelan who is Environmental Scientist for Transport Infrastructure Ireland and in this clip Sarah Jane explains how t- um, Transport Infrastructure Ireland make the road safe from collision with owls on the back of this research. So one of the most important measures we hope that will make a big difference is the implementation of natural screening on the roadside verges. So this will just basically create a barrier that it will encourage the birds to fly at a greater height across the carriageway, thereby reducing the risk of collisions with vehicles. And when do you hope to implement this? Well, in any national road projects going forward now, this has to be taken into account at the planning stage and wherever it is implemented, this has to be 
part of any project now. It has to be consideration in any landscape treatments. Monitoring will have to be carried out. So post-construction monitoring, and that might include road casualty surveys, just to keep an eye on the numbers. We have no results as yet, but we're hopeful in the future that we'll be able to see a reduction in these incidents across the, the national road network. Well, that's one good measure that TII are implementing. And I think it's a great one, to be honest with you. And it works. So roadkill has many complexities, as you know, Mm -hmm. and certain animals pose a greater hazard to driver on the road than others. And also people are often unsure who they need to contact if they hit or injure an animal or find a hit or injured or even dead animal on the road. Now, one of our regular contributors, mm-hmm. um, herpetologist Robert Candola, went and spoke to Seamus Nolan of the Glen McNass Pure Mile Residence Group that monitors roadkill in his area. We'll go back to when the deers were first introduced to, to Wicklow. They arrived in Powerscourt Estate around 1860. They multiplied very quickly and escaped into the Wicklow Mountains. And I remember my father telling me that in around 1940, he seen the first deer up on the Fall Hill and it was a um, big occasion to see one of them because they weren't around at the time and they have multiplied now to the extent that they're a huge problem for farmers and for people travelling the roads. Even the tourists and apart from the tourists, the local people that are aware of them are being um, involved in accidents with them. What's the latest on deer management on our roads, Michelle? Last year, the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, with the support from the MPWS and Quilta, mm-hmm. established the Deer Management Strategy Group. And the final report in that um, was released last week. And Minister Charlie McConnellogue acknowledged the growing deer population is a considerable problem. And he said that in the new year, they're going to action these recommendations. So this would include... Um, the creation of a deer management agency, the establishment mm-hmm. of local deer management units and changes to the open seasons order. And we can put a link to that on our website. Michelle, who's actually responsible for managing roadkill on our roads? Yeah, the responsibility for managing large animal roadkills such as deer on public roads lies with the relevant local authority or county councils in the area. All right, that's interesting to note. Now, what about high tech? Well, you pointed me in the direction, Derek, of a company in Australia called Wildlife Safety Solutions that have virtual fencing. That fencing is activated by approaching headlight, which admits a combination of sound and flashing lights that alert the animal that a car is coming that will reduce the startling effect. And when I looked into it, it was set up by this man who was just like really upset about the amount of roadkill in Tasmania. But when I looked a little bit further into it, this technology was actually developed in Europe by Andreas Schalk and he's son Rainier and if you want to see how this um, optoacoustic alert works and looks we'll put a link to it on our website. Um, another little tech solution Derek is one that you pointed to me and there's going to be loads and you know people can email in their suggestions but one you emailed to me was Save a Deer Whistle which is a wind activated whistle that alerts animals up to a quarter of a kilometre away that your vehicle is approaching. Yeah, it's a great little device and you attach it to the wing mirror of the car and the passing wind emits this sound that apparently we can't hear our pets that we may have inside the car, but the animals on the road can. How do they figure that one out, Michelle? Nobody knows. Anyway, go on, yeah. It's a good idea, though. Look, uh, just to finish up, um, the National Parks and Wildlife Service um, also pointed me in the direction of Irish Wildlife Matters, which gives a list that can offer like advice or even sometimes rehabilitation for people who come across animals on the road. Like, you know, there's all kinds of specialists ranging from bats to swifts, badgers, hedgehogs, barn owls. All rehabilitators must hold a licence from the National Parks and Wildlife Service. 
for animals in their care. But you can find out information about this on irishwildlifematters.ie. Michelle, thank you very much indeed. You're very welcome.